Welcome to the Library Scoop, the official podcast of the Niles Main District Library. Today's guest is Ruth Schuster. If you've come down to the lower level anytime in the past several years, you've probably seen Ruth working down here at Digital Services, along with myself. <laughs> it's been a real joy to get to talk to Ruth and get to know her and talk about her 23 years of experience here at Niles Main District Library. We talk about how things have changed and how things were then versus how they are now. It's been so much fun to get to talk to her and learn a little bit more about her work in librarianship. So thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome, Ruth, to the Library Scoop. We're so excited to have you. How are you? Well, thanks for inviting me, Carly. Of course, of course. All right, so let's just start with kind of the basics, like how did you come to be a librarian and how did you end up here at Niles? A quick history of that would be that probably when I was in elementary school, I really loved the school librarian and I loved the kind of work she did. And so I remember thinking I wanted to be a librarian. Then I went to college and ended up studying something totally different. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> and then it was like, wow, this isn't what I really want to do. And there's, there wasn't an opportunity in that regard. I had actually studied radio, TV, and film, oh, and cool. um, um, had worked in broadcast as a college student, you know, that's the student radio station and stuff. So, um, but I remembered I really had this great desire to be a librarian. So I went to library school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and got a job um, while I was a student working in a science research library. Oh, and the librarian I worked for had wanted to retire, but they loved her so much. They said, if we get you some help, will you stay? <laughs> and she said, well, I only want to work three days a week. They were not upset with that at all nice. as long as she was running the show. She hired me. I got to work on my own with PhDs and research scientists wow. and was really cool. Yeah. I learned all kinds of neat things and um, I continued to go to library school. Then I didn't have a job in a, as a librarian for many years, although I'd had a number of part-time jobs in library settings. I worked in a hospital as a librarian. I worked as a school librarian for a semester. I worked in the public library. Wow, um, you got the whole range. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I pretty much covered the field, except I never really had a full-time job as a librarian. And I did a bunch of other things. And um, it was an opportunity to move to the Chicago area. I took it and I found a job, <laughs> <laughs> which was, you know, like a seven-minute ride from my house. Amazing. So. <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> Can't go wrong there. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, kind of going off of that, what, I mean, 
it's so cool that you did do all of these different types of librarian jobs. Um, I guess, can you talk about kind of the differences between just so everybody else knows like why it's so different to do, you know, a science research job versus like a public library job? Oh yeah, um, big difference in the people you're working for mm -hmm. because there can be a lot of, um, some researchers are, well, first of all, they can be very stressed mm -hmm. because they're, they have to put together proposals to keep getting money to fund their research. Mm -hmm. So there's that level. Then there's the education level, where these people often have, they have PhDs and multiple doctorates, and so they can um, be very, um, they can see you as someone who is just a servant to mm -hmm. them and not necessarily be respectful. Mm -hmm. But that's where that first job came in so well, in that the gal I worked for said, don't let any of that intimidate you. Good. And she literally used this, she's, and I knew it was psychology when she did it. She said, you sit at our desk and you have the doctor sit beside you. And our chair was a little higher. Nice. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and she said, you remember that you're in charge. That's awesome. And so that really helped. Good. And I was able to really partner with a lot of research people. And so that, but that was, you know, so long ago. I've been a librarian for a long time. Right. That technology is different. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't do our own internet searches. Right. We literally had to formulate searches. So we wrote them out on a piece of paper in a form and had them delivered to the library that did the searches, which was, uh, at that time I was in Detroit, so it was the Wayne State Medical Library, and we wow. did that. I worked in a hospital. Uh, the hospital library was a bit different in that uh, I cataloged their books, and I, um, I, helped, I helped doctors find articles, uh, current contemporary articles that's newer stuff than you'd find in a book about particular kinds of things. Mm. And um, that was an interesting job because I did that while my children took their naps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but then they figured it out that when they lay down for a nap that I was going to work. And so mm. that I had to get a really good babysitter. Right. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who really liked that. The school library job was fun in that it was a... It was a consolidated school that had everything from kindergarten to the 12th grade. Mm. It was in a more rural area, mm. and I did that for a semester. Um, interestingly enough, the school superintendent said to me, oh, they, I, was, I took over a job from a woman who went on maternity leave, and uh, when I told him I was going to need one, he said, oh, well, then you don't want to work. <gasps> he told me, basically told me I didn't have a job. Oh, my God. So nothing, and I can tell from your reaction, it's like <laughs> nothing you would expect, but it was like, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. And that's where life was at that point. Right. And so I was a stay-at-home mom for a while mm -hmm. until the hospital administrator called me, and that's the thing about living in a small area, sure. a rural area. Yeah. It's like that. Um, so there was the school library, the hospital library, the research library. Uh, the public library was lots of fun. 
I um, that's where I get to tell my first story about working in the library. Okay, <laughs> okay. the big story. Mm. Um, a man came in. I'm working all by myself. Mm -hmm. And a man comes in and says, very determined, I want a biography of Abraham Lincoln. <gasps> Newly minted yeah. librarian that I am. I'm so happy. Well, yes, <laughs> we can go to the biography and autobiography section. It's right over here. And we'll look for L under Lincoln. And I didn't say it in that condescending well, sure. <laughs> way, but my heart was just going pity pat. Oh, I can answer this question. And um, I gave him a choice of books. I let him pick what he wanted. We go back to the desk. We check out his book. A couple of days later, he came back to the library. Mm -hmm. This was a big man. I am at my fullest, five foot two. <laughs> and um, this was a large man I'm looking up at. And steam was rolling out of this guy's ears. He was furious. And he slammed the book down on this big wooden counter and said, this is not the book I want. Oh. And I, I'm retracing what our little reference interview was, and it was exactly what he told me. It wasn't the book he wanted, though. Oh. He said, this book did not show me how to build a log cabin. <laughs> yes, you're <laughs> laughing, because that's... That's what he really wanted. Interesting. Yeah, and that was that was that was like, oh, oh, well, I can take care of this. Yes, sir. That we can take care of right away. We're going to walk right over here to the six hundreds where we have pole buildings and log cabins. Nice. <laughs> That's so funny. I once again let him browse, and he took out more than one book that time. Nice. That's so fascinating. <laughs> yes. He was absolutely certain he wanted a biography of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, well, he built the cabin, right? So right. why not? <laughs> it's like, that's where, but you can't always, when you're talking to people and trying to get them what they want, they, you can't always get to that. Right. So you yeah. have to go with what they tell you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's so cool. And then um, another question for you. So you worked in radio and TV for a while, you said. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, as somebody, I have a theater major, so and obviously <laughs> it did not end up there. So um, I relate to that a little bit. Um, do you feel like you use any of the skills you learned from that part of your life here as well? Well, um, there, well, there was a lot of writing mm. that was engaged with that um, because I ended up in a commercial setting where I was, I wrote advertising copy. Cool. I did, um, I wrote news reports and did local news reports, like you know, the school board met tonight and they voted on blah blah blah. Sure. <laughs> so, um, so I, but I did find that a lot of that writing that you had to do on a daily basis, that skill has worked in the library. Interestingly enough, in that it's one helped in formulating uh, training classes that mm. I've done in the library, as well as um, some time ago, I've been here for a long time now. Sure. This was just, I just passed my 23rd anniversary. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. It is, oh it's my cool. Gosh. And I, I rent, wrote a grant. It was for newbies. Sure. And I found that all that writing was very helpful. I bet. Yeah. And also that, you know, when you're in those theater arts kind of things, mm -hmm. you you meet a lot of different kinds of people. For sure. You know, I had different library experience, and I did. Um, but also 
in, like I said, in those theater arts, you meet all these different kinds of personalities and anything that helps you with that. Yeah. Um, helps you work in the public library. For sure. Yeah, I felt like a lot of my theater degree, like the work, even just the work ethic from it, has really transferred very well. And so I was very curious if TV did the same. <laughs> you know, I just think it's uh, it's cool to see how you don't have to end up where you, you know, you can start one place, end up another, and it works out great. <laughs> it's an interesting path, isn't it? I love it. Um, so um, you just said you've been here 23 years. How has the library changed since you've started working here? Well, I've literally changed departments. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually my third job at this library. Um, I, I came in as a reference librarian and did that for a couple of years. And then I moved to being the outreach services librarian. So that was very different because we went out and delivered books to the people who couldn't come to the library. But that was also a transitional phase because the library had a bookmobile prior to that. Mm. And I was the first person to be in charge of delivery without a bookmobile. Okay. And so literally we had lots of people in the service that weren't homebound. Mm. And so I had to develop a survey. I had to figure out a way to weed out the people who could actually come to the library. Sure. And so it was it was a challenging thing. I bet. But it was once again I had was had worked in the broadcast thing mm -hmm. where I interviewed people right. and like you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> you used to do this on a regular basis. Right. And so that's what I did with these people. I talked to them and explained to them what our how our services had changed, mm -hmm. that the bookmobile was no longer available to us and that we needed to narrow our scope down to those folks who really needed home delivery. Mm -hmm. So that was a big change. I did that for a while and then uh, several years and then I moved back to being a reference librarian. And um, that that also morphed as more and more services became available as databases. And there was a lot more training of people to uh, the, the public, the pe patrons who come in of how to use the databases. Mm -hmm. and then And more and more people were asking for how to use computers more and more, sure. how to use software, and coming from that educational and broadcast background, what happened was that it was just like a natural fit that I did a lot of those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we used to teach classes of six people because that's the only number of computers we wow. had. For <laughs> that, we had a, a room that had access to maybe 12 or 13 computers, and so, our computer services had our computer service to the public in terms of the number of machines has grown dramatically. Mm -hmm. And then now, no longer as a reference librarian, but working in digital services, mm -hmm. we started this what in 2015. So I moved to this department as a trainer librarian, and our our staff in this department has changed tremendously. We've had turnover. We've had change in terms of the number of people who work here mm -hmm. because we needed more people. Right. We're providing more things to do. And moving into the what we call the maker stuff mm -hmm. where people are learn how to use other skills. And I see it all in terms of the library as 
Libraries are a source of information. They're a place where the local culture meets, where it's a broad community with a lot of different needs. Mm -hmm. And especially when we think of digital services, when we think about people using technology, that that is such a diverse group. And people are coming at it at all different ages mm -hmm. with all different kinds of training. And there's an attitude that, oh, well, the kids get it. They've, <laughs> they've been exposed to it all the time. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily. Yeah. And, and once again, it's like... Um, like a person who's learned a new language on their own, there are holes in their understanding. Right. They also need help and training. And for adults, you know, there are adults who come in on a regular basis who, for one reason or another, either resisted it or weren't in a situation where they needed to use technology, and now they have to. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people come uh, to classes that we've offered that were beginning things. And it used to be a lot more where people had lost their life partner. Mm. And well, you know, the bank accounts and everything were all done online, and now I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Men and women who relied on partners who did all those kinds of yeah. things. And so, and then there were older people who came in. Um, I remember I love, every once in a while I run into a few notes that people wrote me. Oh. And this one lady, one lady was so happy that she'd finally learned how to use a computer, even even though she said, and, and I can use software now, and I'm in my 80s, I am so happy to oh. do this. One lady was an Italian immigrant mm. who um, said, I never could use the computer because um, my English wasn't good enough to understand things. And we got over that hump right away. Yeah. It was like, oh, forget that stuff. <laughs> this is like a new language, something right. different. Don't worry about it. She was so happy. She'd made me a beautiful pair of earrings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's, That's fun. Yeah. It really was lovely. She That's made so cool. she made lovely jewelry with crystals and she made me these these sweet earrings that I had for a long time until another patron admired them so much I gave them to her. Oh wow. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, so, I love that. So it has changed. Yeah. It has changed in regard to that. The thing that doesn't change is the the libraries the need for the library to be here mm -hmm. and that we do like i mentioned about the language and people's training we fill in the gaps mm -hmm. we are a place where people can come yeah you know i i had a man come to our software classes learning the microsoft office who had uh, lost his job mm. and he came regularly he came to every class at that point i was the only person teaching so very different from sure, now sure, sure. so he came to every one of these classes that we had and then i remember because we did word excel publisher and i didn't do anything about databases but we did outlook so we did the email and everything and um it was it was so rewarding for me mm -hmm. when later he came back to me and said, you know, I, I came to all those classes and I could, 
because I didn't have a job. Then I got a job in the warehouse and for a, a big chain store. And I so, you know, I had to take anything I got. And this other guy came up to me, hey, didn't you hear that other department's hiring? Yeah, but I don't have training in that field. And he said, no, 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 no. They just need somebody who knows how to use the computer really good. And I know you do. And he came back and told me that because of what he learned here at the library, his career advanced tremendously. That's amazing. And we know there are a lot of other stories. Yeah, like that it's too. it's so cool to hear those success stories and yeah, you know, to know that, you know, sometimes it doesn't always feel like, you know, you're do- making the difference you think you are, and then somebody comes to you with that story, and you're like, oh my gosh, like it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're doing it right. <laughs> we are doing it right. I love yeah. that. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, speaking of digital services, how do you uh, keep up to date with technology or? You know, things like that. It's hard, you know, even even for people who have, you know, grown up with it or whatever. It's, you know, changing all the time. There's plenty of stuff now. Like you work with the Raspberry Pi. I hadn't even heard of that until I came here. And you were like, oh, yeah, do, do, do. I, I know how to do all of this. And I was like, oh, gosh, I have to catch up to Ruth. So. <laughs> Not a chance. There's, there's, I don't know that there's any catching up. Yeah. I think that I have had to learn to be comfortable with a level of discomfort. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Raspberry Pi, and that is a single board computer. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit bigger than a credit card, mm-hmm. about the size of touchpads on computers, and it has amazing computing power. It was originally created in England mm. um, to provide for children and third world countries cheap access to technology yeah and so but it has been used by uh industry instead of having one huge supercomputer they can literally create do manufacturing with five to twenty little circuit board Mm. computers that do specific tasks yeah so um but your question was about how do I keep up, and it's, I, you just hope you do enough. Yeah. And actually, the patrons help you with that. Yeah. Because they ask you about things that, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure about this. Let's see if we can discover it together. Mm-hmm. Because if you have been working with computers and technology, and you can kind of noodle around, yeah. a lot of it is done by discovery mm-hmm. that, and that's that's why it seems like children know so much because they do that. Right. They're not intimidated by what they don't know. They go forward with what they do know and build on that. And so that's that's where I think that's how I try to encourage patrons, mm-hmm. you know. I know I have had people look at me up from the computer and say, How did you learn all this stuff? Well, for one thing, I work with computers on a regular basis. For sure. And now that I've retired to part-time, um, I'm not engaged as much with that. And so I have to work at it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, as a librarian, I I can listen to what the patrons are asking me about and focus on that. Mm-hmm. And then there are all those younger people like you that are doing <laughs> things, and I can look over your shoulder. And, and the big thing is this. To not be afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Not be afraid, not be too proud. 
put yourself in that humble position and say, you know, that looks interesting. Can you show me about it? Mm-hmm. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. That's one of the things I've always like admired about you when you've been working. When we're working together, you know, I'll be fiddling around with something and you're like, oh, can you show me that? And I do. And I just like, that's awesome because it's hard for people to ask that sometimes. And I just think it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't know it all. Yeah, exactly. And kind of like you said about discovery, I feel like that's so true. Sometimes, you know, I just, I kind of joke around with, patrons and like my mom and like things like that where I'm they'll be like how'd you do that and I'm like I guessed (laughs) yes I clicked on this because I thought this might be it and we figured it out so yeah I think just that exploration is really helpful yeah I I actually got that technique Mm. from a very high a power user on a computer Mm. um he um was helping me figure something out and I saw him do the same kind of thing I did. He didn't know, in a sense, what's behind door number two. Mm-hmm. And so he clicked on it to look at it. And, and he went through all of them to look for what he wanted. Right. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Um, so you've also mentioned, you know, you teach a lot of programs here. Um, what are some of your favorite programs to teach while you're, while you're here? I know all of them are great, you know, <laughs> obviously, of course. But, it, like, what are some of your favorite things to, to teach about here? Well, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. That's, <laughs> it's hard to pick. It's hard yeah. to pick because um, it, the, the favorite part of it is to see the, the people who come to the class and how they feel so much more empowered mm-hmm. doing what they do. Right. And so it's really neat. Um, like I remember a, <laughs> a man who came to one of the beginning computer classes mm-hmm. who's um, – was sent by a family member who's an employee here Mm -hmm. and said, my dad came home and said, why didn't you ever tell me about the little house? (laughs) The little house is the home button on a computer. And so many people would think that they had to start their computer all over again. I said, click the little house and you go back and you can start over again. And it's like, obviously, he learned something very important there. For sure. And then there are the people who come to the sewing classes. Right. And that's, um, they walk out with something they made mm-hmm. that that really caught, it's, it's may not be perfect. Yeah. But they did it. And that, you know, we have one patron who took pictures of her work and shared it with all of her ah, friends. And I all. love that. So I, li- I like the maker, makery stuff mm-hmm. and I like the technology kinds of things and you know and I like helping people pick a book Mm -hmm. it's always fun (laughs) it's just fun yeah Yeah. well and you uh do our display out here on the lower level um how do you choose books for that and like do you choose the topics how does that all come to be it's a mixture um because often there are um people have ideas or they have something burning in their soul they would like to see displayed because there's such good information and often the suggestions come from staff Mm. and um and out of my own head of based on what's what is the season we're in Mm -hmm. um and that can be have anything to do with the the calendar it can have to do with the politics it can have to do with just anything that's very very um what's the right kind of word for this what's what's happening now what's in the zeitgeist yeah Yeah. what's what's the the current 
current events or mm-hmm. that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, makes so, sense. So and, uh, right now we're talking at the end of August, mm-hmm. and our display has been about the history of labor, mm-hmm. which has been uh, well, it's a fascinating display to put together yeah. to look for things and to find both fiction and nonfiction mm-hmm. materials for that. And uh, when we leave here, I have to go fill it up again because a lot of those books have gone out. I've noticed. They, <laughs> they've been going real quickly. And then the one you did last month was really cool about inflation and like budgeting and things like that. And, and that was an idea from staff. That was and, amazing. Yeah, and right. that those books went really fast too. So yeah. you obviously have the eye. <laughs> so, so it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what's a resource that the library offers that you wish more patrons knew about? or utilized? I would say that it is, well, there are probably two. Mm. That would be Press Reader, okay. because people can get so many newspapers, mm-hmm. and you can even get them in your your home language, if you want to call it that, your native language, your first language. Sure. That's the right word. <laughs> so you can find a lot of things in your first language. And also, um, our... Um, uh, what is it called? LinkedIn Learning. Oh, yeah. I have to say the right label because it it's changed names. Yes. LinkedIn Learning is an amazing resource that, um, I'm going to use a fancy word, mm. it's asynchronous. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> so that means it's not one step after another after another in terms of what you have to look at. Mm-hmm. It is one step after another after another the way it's set up, mm-hmm. but say, um, and it and it has such a broad field of training for it, lots of technology stuff, mm-hmm. but it also has other kinds of things like uh, being organized. It's good for anybody who wants to learn how to use computers with, um, with software like the Microsoft Office mm-hmm. or creative things mm-hmm. like um, Adobe. Yep. And it also has uh, things that there are now. You can get a college degree in project management. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a class in that. And that asynchronous thing is that, that where I can go say, okay, I don't, forgive me for saying this, but I don't want to read the whole book on, <laughs> on how to create a pivot table sure. in Excel. Yeah, And I can go to a portion of the training for that and in three minutes it'll show me how to use it mm-hmm. and if that doesn't make sense I can do the three minutes before and the three minutes after and it's a great resource it is. It's and awesome. if you have a Niles library card you can get into it like anywhere you have content. access to mm-hmm. the computer yep it's amazing it's such a good resource I did the Adobe Photoshop one like the full class is six hours but you can take it at your own pace which is really nice and you know, they provide um, practice files you can work on um, alongside the class. So it's super helpful. And yeah, pretty much anything you want to learn that you can do on a computer or anywhere else even well, is awesome. Yeah, I have people who come and say, oh, I want to I, I learn more computer stuff, but I don't know what I should learn. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, that's like a catalog right. you can go through. And it's, it's like, you know, where's the toy section, you know, and circle the ones you want. Yeah, it's great. Um, well, thank you very much for coming. That was my my last question. <laughs> oh, this has been fun. This has been so much fun. Um, we're really excited to have you on. It was a really fun discussion. Uh, and 
you know, people can come down here to digital services and say hi sometime. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Just remember, I don't have all the answers, but I like to look it up. Yes. <laughs> thanks, Ruth. Thank you so much to Ruth for the interview. If you'd like to check out the resources we discussed, such as LinkedIn Learning at the end there, we will link that below in the show notes for you to access. And if you have a Niles Main District Library card, you can use that as well as PressReader. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next month.